0: hello and welcome to this very special edition of the get your film fix podcast i am Chapin hemingway joined as always by jeremy fisk and lee carlo baby this week we're going to be discussing the film coda on apple tv plus um and then i'd like to talk a little bit about spider-man guys is that okay
1: yes for sure great
0: so thank you so much for joining Wait. us the day bef- a couple days, a couple days before Christmas. Oh,
1: sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. You're the girl with the deaf family? Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Hold on, yeah. what are you doing next year working with my
2: family
0: guys um so this movie coda i don't think a lot of us had heard of it before um and it's gotten some buzz and we can discuss that. I'd love to discuss that actually. But I'm wondering a movie like this that has essentially no stars. I mean Marlene Matlin is in it and I guess she's kind of well known, but besides her there's nobody in this movie that I've ever heard of. And I'm wondering just just right. don't don't talk talk about this movie in particular, but what like what are your how does a film like that does a film like this appeal to you? You don't know the director, you don't there's no stars. Uh, what What has to happen for you to get for you guys to get excited about a movie like that?
2: Well, it was filmed in Gloucester, which is one or two two towns above us where we currently
0: live so that sure no, and when I said was... don't address this movie, that's something unique to this film
1: yeah, but like, we're only interested in movies like this if they're filmed in Gloucester is what he's saying?
0: okay <laughs> Well, that was really uninteresting.
1: Well, I have an answer for you because this time of year there's there's a there's a a good number of movies just like this, and we have our our fixie spreadsheet with all the movies listed and their meta scores, and now we even have highlights if movies have made uh, top ten lists or if they have been nominated for awards like Golden Globes, Critics Choice, Oscars, so on and so forth. So. You know, mixed in with The Licorice Pizzas, Tragedy of Macbeths, West Side Story, Green Knight, Spencer, all these that are in like the 80 pluses are movies like one that I watched today called Bergman Island. Um, You know, this movie has, um, what, 75, still quite good, but was listed on some top 10 lists. Um, There's a movie called Azor that has an 88. There's Hope uh, that stars Stellan Skarsgård that has a 90. Uh, so there's these movies that, you know, people, whether or not there's actors we know or directors, we know they're much smaller movies and they aren't the ones that, you know, we're excited about at the beginning of the year or even excited about at the end of the year, but there's something about them that has garnered attention from critics and consensus says they're good movies and we watch them as, as best we can. So, I think that's a big part of it. Now, Coda, there, I think there's a couple more specifics to it that Jeremy started to get into, but in general, I think the only thing that really draws us to movies like this is the critical response. And you know, we're fortunate that we don't have to watch all the garbage, but we try to watch all the good stuff,
2: and you know, make yeah. our own judgments. <clears throat> I mean, if if we're being honest, why I watched this was because I have a lot of friends who worked on it. And uh it got it they they were they said, Oh yeah, that's gonna be good and I was like, Really? Come on, like and that's uh but that's not like your usual like reason why you watch it. Um I think I think the critical response is like either way the critical response, we would have seen this movie, whether we talked about it on the podcast or not, I think, right? Like, we have to agree on that. Probably we would it. have seen this movie.
0: Has, has it been I nominated that, for any... Did it get nominated for any Globes? It did. Um,
1: let me pull it up. Um, I know what really sparked it was the... It was listed on... Which which top ten, Jeremy, was that that you sent to us? That it was number one? AFI. AFI's is number one of the year. Um, yeah. Which... You know, is significant. I mean, obviously, like, if it shows up at, like, a number nine, that's nothing to slouch at, but I think just the fact that it was listed as the best movie of the year by AFI is is pretty incredible and worth discussing now. All right, Chapin,
2: so I think you'd be better at this than I would, but let's let's describe what the movie's about and then go from there.
0: Okay. Um, just fin- well, it's a deaf up, family. So yes, uh, this 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 uh, hearing um, teenage girl who's in her senior year uh, uh, has grown up with in a deaf family where her brother, her mother, and her father are deaf. They um, seem to make money uh, through a fishing boat uh, where they are getting bad prices for fish, and. Um, At the same time, she joins a choir at school um, so she can be close to a guy she thinks is cute. And then she discovers she loves singing and is quite good at singing and eventually wants to go to Berklee College of Music in Boston. This is the crazy city. At the same time, um, the fisher So far away. The fishermen, uh, the fisher people... Uh, want to form a co-op uh together so that they can sell their fish um for a better price and they do that with the help of um what's her the character's name Ru- Ruby. Ruby with the help of Ruby who's the only who's uh the only person who can you know speak and communicate um in her family and uh their worry is that if she goes to Berkeley College of Music she will not be able to help them with this new endeavor that they're embarking on um and that leads to yeah tension. basically
2: as a hearing person yeah as a hearing person they need her to communicate um with the outside world there's a very there's very much a need for her to stay with her family and she wants to, you know, uh, live her own life. And I think that's the crux of the issues of this movie. And um, I think we really, like, we've really got to talk about, is that effective?
1: And CODA is is an acronym for Child of Deaf, child of deaf Adults. Um,
2: well, that's news to me.
1: Which is where the title of the film comes from. So, is that the question? Does is there enough here to make a movie? What what's what specifically are? You I asking?
0: I I think there definitely is enough here to make a movie. Um, I think it's an interesting, for the most part, an interesting plot, right? Um, uh, it's a it's it's something you know. Last year we had um, the the sound of metal. Was that what it was called?
1: Yep. yep. Um, as, great movie. As great. a great
0: movie exploring the deaf community, um, and I think this is a you know if you if you pitch this to me in the elevator, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's interesting. Maybe maybe a little on the saccharine side. You can kind of see where it, where it would go a little bit, but I'd say yeah, that would be an interesting movie to explore. I think the movie does a very good job um, with exploring this deaf family. I think that's the part that I responded to most, um, how they live, what their lives are, wh- what their lives are like. Um, you know, there, there's moments, there's, there's scenes in this movie that are communicated uh, where, where the characters communicate, you know, only through sign language and they aren't boring at all. They're very dramatic um but nobody's talking i mean it's essentially silence right um and i found them very interesting um but about- did
2: you, like so but by, by the end of this movie I, I i i fell for the emotional roller coaster of it i was like i i got it like this this movie builds that emotion really well <clears throat> and the storyline you know we've all seen the storyline of like the family needs one thing and the the kid needs to go outside of that and explore her own world or his own world we've seen that a bunch of times but i i it it, it did a good job in sort of relaying the the importance of the individual and i think that's kind yeah. of and I, hard to do
0: and i would say that that was the the um the sticking point for me i i will say and Lee, i want to hear from what do you, you mean you.
2: sticking point like what do you what I do mean, you mean sticking point? i thought you didn't it, i did like
0: it no i did like it but oh, okay i don't know i don't think this movie has any business being on an afi top list i was like what is happening here um, okay. But I thought what it do you was good, I board? thought it was fine, I mean like that was the only thing that registered for me, was right. the relationship, but like everything else in this movie felt so predictable and, you know, like I actually think the, some execute, like the writing isn't bad, the dialogue isn't bad, but just the way the story unfolds is so predictable it and 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 just like little things in this movie, like, um, like the costume design just drove me crazy. It's like you why? Well, how do we make this Boston teenage? How and... do we make this teenage girl look like a fisherman? Let's let's put her in a flannel shirt. I mean, it was just, and you know, it looks like it just came off the rack. at, you know, you haven't
1: you J. haven't been room. to Gloucester recently, well, yeah. have you? I think you're reaching there, but. I think maybe the costume design was
2: pretty authentic. What do you um, mean?
0: That's what they look like coming off the, the fishing boats? Yeah. So everybody <laughs> yeah, it's it all, looks like... Yeah,
2: it's all Red Sox uh, hats and flannel. Yeah, and
1: hoodies and, like, ripped hoodies.
0: Uh, well, what, um, well, I guess you guys are going to always have a leg up on me, because you guys have been to Gloucester. Well, it, it read inauthentic to me. Well, I mean, it, it, they, it, I, it's more that they didn't look like they had been touched by seawater, was more the complaint that I had. Okay. And and you know like the the music teacher with the grand piano and the house by the sh- I mean what what does that house there's, cost?
2: Well, there's also no way that music teacher stays in Gloucester for his life. He he is a, a a guy that would move to New York City at the drop of a hat, and I don't see him actually staying there. But that's beside the point. I think this movie has, and you've alluded to it, Chapin, has a lot of cliches
1: and a lot of forced plot points and storylines. I mean, if you guys want to talk about The Music Teacher a little bit, just the the you know final, finale of this movie, him showing up in the way that he does, just felt ham-fisted into the movie. It feels like if you want him to be there, that's fine. You didn't need to make it as overly dramatic as you did fine and there's a bunch of high school cliches and you know bullies and all this stuff that you know whatever doesn't t- entirely work but I, I this movie is fucking delightful I really really liked this movie Tapin I see you putting your head back I think you are soulless if you don't find this movie wonderful like it is wonderful. It's so pure it's so pure it's so pure the relationships in this family are so genuine and I think that is all you need I think all you need I, is to care about that family and understand how much they care about each other. And that's what works, and that's what this movie crescendos to. And, and it makes you feel good. And like I, I can look past the cliches and the issues with the screenwriting, the directing, even at some point some of the acting, if if this movie is greater than
2: the sum of its parts. What, what did you think of the dad in particular? I... So, I like he's his the one that big felt scene. Genuine, his
1: big scene, I love to me. I and I do think he was very genuine. I don't think he had quite as much to work with as somebody like Paul Racy in Sound of Metal. So, yep. in in terms of like comparing those performances, it's a little
2: tricky. You but made, you literally made and leave.
1: Yeah, but I'm gonna keep talking because he's gonna just blow off some steam. Um, yeah. Go on, I just think you know that that scene there's a scene with him with the father and the daughter when she sings, and he kind of looks at her and reads her lips and like holds her her throat to kind of like feel her vocal cords, and it's a very moving scene yes,
0: that was very moving. i'm not a I'm not and, a heartless man i am I can respond to that,
1: and I think he's very good, and I think the brother is is really good in just like how much he cares and sees the big picture. And I love how much Ruby cares about her family, and that leads to the confliction that she has. And I think she's fantastic. Right. Amelia Jones, I'm, I, I'm going out to say that she's a star in the making. Um, she's got a couple things on the horizon. She's best known for this show called Lock and Key. And even if she has some moments where I'm not like, oh, amazing actress, she pulled off some really great stuff in this movie. She learned how to sing. She learned yeah. sign language. And yeah. Did she, she, she does all of them really movie? well. And I think she's so genuine. It's such a genuine performance. And that's the that's the big picture here. This is a genuine movie with a lot of heart that even if it gets saccharine at times, earns it and pulls mm-hmm. it off in the end. And I, I, I found don't know that one I don't I know if it earns really, it. I really, really happy with this I, movie. I,
2: I honestly don't know if it earns it in, in the big picture of filmmaking. But I on I I also like was like, mm, I, I felt it, teary-eyed a little bit. Little tears coming, and then I pull. I went, no, don't get those tears. You're, 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 a you're critic. too strong for this. <laughs> yeah, but I, they were there. Chapin, but Chapin on the other hand was like, tough.
1: I, I literally oh, I was thinking any. about this movie. I was just like, man, I'm wondering how, how the guys are gonna feel about it because I, I, I really think that you're missing something inside if you were not moved by this movie in some way.
2: No, I I was... I, 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 it's a weird thing. Like, I was moved by it, but I also don't... I, I, I think this movie had cliche problems, and... For
1: sure. For uh, sure. I,
2: I think this movie had,
0: uh, like... This is st- not going to be on anybody's fixie list. It's not. If it is, this is I a bad year. I think you're wrong, Chapin. This is a bad year if it ends well, up Well, it is a bad list. year.
2: I'm going to go with it's a bad
1: year, for sure. I, I Look, Chapin, explain to me... Explain to me... This,
0: this movie has it just, problems, it just, but... It just wasn't. It, it, look, I, I totally agree. This is a nice movie. With, with I'm not part? denying that. I agree with you that it's a ni- it's a nice movie. It's it, it's emotional. I I was I was actually you know interested in watching it you know and um that's not the case for every movie this year. It's just not a great movie. Okay. It's just not a great movie. Okay. And, and, and I and, and I, I don't it disagree. Suffers from.
1: But is this one of the top ten movies you've seen so far this year?
0: I mean I think I might have only seen 10 movies this
1: well, year. Well, but this is the point is that like then then may, like if it falls into the category of it's a bad year or whatever, but like to me this is unquestionably one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. We have a lot to go. I'm not I'm not putting anything That's on my crazy. fixie list right now. But uh, Amelia it's, Jones it's... is fantastic. You may see her and uh Troy K- Kotzer is the father's name. You may see him. I just think this movie deserve but the, I'll tell you one thing that you probably won't see is screenwriting and directing because there's nothing extraordinary about either one of those things. I think this is a very competent movie that has problems, that wins its audience over. And sometimes that can be enough. Now, is it there will be blood? No. Of course not. Is it even like, like, is it Parasite or Roma or whatever like some of our best films of the last several years are? No, but it's... It's still it's it I don't want to call it a great movie either Chapin but it's better than what I think you are giving it credit for. And I think that's so, in spite of its flaws. It's greater than the sum of its parts.
2: Right. I, so I, so basically like for me like the most emotional hitch that it gave worked. So whatever that was that I was like, "Oh god, like I feel I feel this for that family and i feel this for those characters however they accomplish that despite not a great screenplay and not great directing it like that was still i'm not gonna deny those emotions and i'm not gonna deny that that happened so that's an accomplishment and you have to give it credit for that
1: so here's here's something i'll i'll, I'll kind of dive a little deeper into just what you're talking about, especially in terms of, specifically in terms of the directing. So, the final scene in this movie, and it's not a spoiler, she goes to her audition at Berkeley and she has to sing a song, and it, you know, they make it more dramatic than they need to. Oh, you're half hour late, oh, you don't have the sheet music, all this stuff that's just completely unnecessary. She starts to sing the song, Both Sides Now, by Joni Mitchell, which is the song she's chosen to sing, and She's accompanied by her her choir teacher on the piano. And she's got the three Berkeley judges sitting there in front of her. And then her family, her mother, father, and her brother, who are deaf, sneak up to the balcony to watch her. Now, they, of course, can't hear this. We've we've had a scene earlier where they kind of show what it's like for them not being able to hear her sing. And she starts singing the song. She's doing well. And then she starts to sign the lyrics so her family can see it very emotional moment and you see her sing through the song Signing and then we continue hearing her sing as we flash around to uh, the prologue so to speak of this movie Uh, sorry the epilogue of this movie where we see her on the fishing boat we see her looking at her uh, acceptance to Berkeley so on and so forth now typically that that type of thing feels a little bit like lazy directing right like let's just have an, a really good song playing and show you what happens with the rest of the way it's easy for an audience to become emotional to that but it's not overly creative it's not smart or exciting direction and in addition even more specifically when she starts to sign and I don't know if you guys picked up on this the shots that direct that the director chose there were I think a little bit poorly chosen you never like you have this wide shot, where you can't really see what she's doing. There's a lot of angles of her on on the side. There's never that, like, there is, but there's not, like, a real focus on a close-up of her doing this and what it really means. And again, that's just not really good direction. But none of that kills this movie. It's just not, like, a great director necessarily making it. It's not poorly directed. It's just not great. And I think that kind of encompasses a lot of how I feel about this movie. There's things that are done fine, and there are things that aren't great, but ultimately, as a whole, this movie really works. And so, so
2: all that—that's despite its flaws. Yeah, all that being said, and I think we agree on that. Um, why? And I, I this is not to Chapin because I don't think he thinks this, but like, why do you think this movie works, Lee? Like,
1: I I think that despite all the exterior things in this movie, its primary focus was on these four family members and introducing them to us as a very close-knit family. And that is successful. You have a husband and wife who really love each other, are always trying to do it with each other, even though they're
2: older. I didn't like, li- I didn't like that part of it. I hated that. Okay. I hated, that. I hated but, it.
1: So even if you don't like that specifically, it's there for a purpose, okay? It's there to show how close-knit this, this family is, how much they love each other, how much they want to be there for each other, how much they are looking out for each other. All of those things, I think, work, and I think that's the primary focus of this movie. So honestly, I, don't, I didn't care if Ruby got into Berkeley. To me that's not what was important. In fact, talk like one of the many sort of forced plot points into this movie is just her being a good singer. Like, she joins choir because she likes the boy joining it, and now she's like auditioning for Berkeley a semester later. That doesn't that didn't add up to me. Why couldn't she just
2: always be a good singer? But the 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 uh, the other kid is from Sing Street, which is a, one of my favorite movies.
1: Oh, is that the main that kid in it?
2: Yeah, he's from. He Sing was not Street. great in this movie.
1: No, but um, I thought I recognized him. I wasn't sure what I'd seen. Sing him. Street. Um, but so I didn't care if she got into Berkeley. I was thrilled when she signed the lyrics of that song for her family because that felt like what this movie was about. That. She has dreams of her own, wants to pursue them, but understands who she is, who her family is, what her place is, and I think that's ultimately what's important. And Chapin, I can, I can empathize with your issues here because if you really break this movie down and if you kind of take the emotion out of it, which I'm not saying you have to because I think that's a big part of what makes this movie successful, but if you do take the emotion out of it, then... You can start to break all these things down into little pieces and say, okay, well, if we don't care that she's going to Berkeley, then we don't actually care about her own dreams. And then we don't know. Then now is her primary focus just towards her family or is it towards herself? And it starts
2: to show cracks in, in the plot.
1: And all I right. get it. That's all so there. I,
2: let's, Chapin, can, the opposite question to you convince us why that that didn't work
0: no I, I I'm not i I'm not saying it doesn't work. I, I like I said I think I, I responded to the emotion of the film. I mean that that wasn't lost on me as I said. I, I just think there are too many contrivances and issues with this movie. I think what I would say is um that this film just doesn't feel authentic to me. Um, And, you know, you can overlook a certain amount of those things to really get at the movie. You know, like, okay, we're going to overlook X or Y. But just just too much happens in this film that just doesn't feel real. You know, it doesn't feel like this is a this is a family with with struggles. I mean, they uh, this this eighteen year old girl, what she fishes in the morning with her her brother and and dad, and then goes to school. Like, is is that? I mean, is there I think that a pro- person I, in the world who does that? Yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I think uh, a lot of people it, do,
1: but I did notice she wakes up at three a.m., which to me didn't feel early enough
0: for, for that fishing? to happen.
2: I mean, when do you ca- catch all your fish?
1: Well, I go out on the boat. Well, I leave. I leave the dock at four. Yeah. So I can true. be back. Uh, but it takes an hour to get out where my where my lobster traps are too. So. Oh, now you're getting lobsters. Oh, uh, I think I'm out a boat and I'm not getting lobsters. Got it. Got it. Got it. Chapin, I I agree with you, and I I'm hey, honestly no, let
0: me let me keep let me keep going. Okay. So and then you know the the sort of perfect acceptance into into the choir which i mean i'm probably uh, ultimately I'm, I'm i'm probably glad they didn't stretch that out cuz it would be painful but um you know it was it just it did it this just, just did not feel like a movie that was exploring like 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 we were talking about the sound of metal i mean that's a movie that i believe that character's emotions in fact they're they're interesting to me that character has. I mean, this
2: is no Sound of Metal was one of the best movies of that year, and and, and honestly, one of the last best year. movies of the last year.
0: Last year,
2: yeah, one of the best movies of the last decade. I like Sound of Metal was mind blowing to me.
0: But that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's why I'm arguing it because you, or maybe just Lee is saying that this is a movie on that scale. And I just like, that's crazy. No, 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 no. I don't think this is on this.
1: That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that right now, this is one of the best movies of the year. And it's not a good year. There's a lot of movies to go, but I, I don't think it has as much to do with whether it's a good year or not. I, the reason I appreciate your perspective, Chapin, is because I think you are able to see the issues ...in this movie a little more clearly in terms of how they impact the movie as a whole. Where I'm looking at it almost in reverse. Where I was swept up enough by this movie and the things that do work... That I'm, over, ...that I'm able to call those successful enough to make this movie whole. So, coming at it from two different directions... ...I think we will ultimately probably end up meeting in the middle on this movie. Which is fair and probably will place it where it belongs... Because I think for half of this movie, I was watching it and having a lot of the same feelings as you. That being like, okay, I like this, I like this, but this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this isn't done well. But like I said, it. I think that it earns its ending. And we say it all the time, you wow them in the end and you've got a hit. And I think that applies to a certain extent here because... I liked these characters. I Give liked this them lead. The
2: old Razzle Dazzle. Is that you wowing our audience? Yeah, in the end.
1: Yeah. Okay. I I liked our I liked our main character. I found her charming. I thought her performance was great, and I empathized with her struggles and her conflicts. I liked this family and so the fact that I could attach to that allowed this movie to win me over. That doesn't that doesn't make it a great movie, that doesn't make it a fixie winner, but right now it's it's done just as much as most
2: of the other movies I've seen this year. Yeah, I think I think it's really hard to connect on an emotional level with a movie, and I think this movie does that, and you have to give it credit for that. And I think Chapin is. I mean I think he's been clear that he is.
0: Yeah, I, I think
1: I, I'm. I think you're. I think if anybody, he's looking at it perhaps the most responsibly, which he right, always gives but like you credit I mean, for doing. How, but I, do
2: you know how hard it is to to do that? Well, that's my point.
1: Is that at what point? At what point?
2: Without manipulating your audience, without right. Actually, so at what
1: at what point do you cross that barrier where it's not? You're not. The emotion isn't isn't forcing you to ignore the flaws, but it's the, the emotion is a bigger positive than the flaw. The flaws are in. Okay.
0: Okay. F- f- fair enough. Look like, like this, you, you, we all felt a little emotion at the end of this movie, but <clears throat> you know, I think we were all kind of middling on, on the power of the dog from two weeks ago. And I've had more conversations with people about that movie than anything we've reviewed this year, with the exception of Dune. And why? Why? I, why is that? Why I, have you had more conversations? Well, we can talk about that later. But I, I wasn't a huge, and I wasn't like, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that movie made my top ten. But like I said, I, you know, it's it's got to be under five because it it just didn't move. You know, sort of wasn't fun to watch in this in the way that we those top fives should be. Um. But this 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 movie just isn't. It's not interesting. It's not. There's something interesting oh, about it. There's a little bit that. of interesting with the with the deaf stuff. <laughs> it's not exploring Om- anything. Omicron. Yeah. It's not exploring anything we haven't seen before in you know your your average Netflix weekly release. Now, look, I'm not saying this movie is like that. Well, but it's it got is, the sort though. of. <laughs> It is. It is. But it, it that it does feel like that a lot of the time, and um, I'm sorry. Like that's just that is a that is a key part of of making a a dent in fixie season, and it's it's not enough just to be heartwarming. It's not enough. Look, and I, I agree. It, I really
1: do. If Chapin,
0: if if we if this comes on any of your lists, that's where we're starting. I know we promised 10 movies, but if that's on any of your lists, that's where the, that's where the list starts.
1: Fair enough. And I, I really, really understand and agree with what you're saying. And the, the fact that you compare it to like your weekly Netflix movie is not unfounded. Like it is a lot like that for a lot of this movie. And I think it's an elevated version of that because I think you have better performances. I think you have a more interesting story and this movie is is more well thought out and has much more maturity than i think those types of movies have but it is ultimately that in many ways it's like it's a high school movie it's you know it it doesn't and i don't want to keep comparing it to sound of metal but it it doesn't have the same kind of uh look into the deaf community as sound of metal does like the 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 fact that she is a CODA, a, a child of deaf adults, obviously plays a huge part in her life. But the movie is about her, and she can hear. Unlike Sound of Metal, where our main character is is actually deaf. So it's a little bit of a different take on it. There, more That's more a side story to Ruby's journey here. And if you look at it that way, then her journey is just like That Netflix weekly movie. It's just, like, overcoming the bullies at high school because she's a fisherman. And, uh, first of all, there's this line where they were making fun of her because she smells like fish. Does anybody in Gloucester get made fun of for smelling like fish? The whole city smells like fish. So I don't think that was authentic. that's uh,
2: (laughs) That's their biggest export.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, there's, like, all these cliches about, like, her dealing with bullies, making fun of her because her family's deaf or because she uh smells like cuz she goes out on a fishing boat which right, is kind right. of which, awesome which, like
0: which I mean to me it was does not feel like uh, did not feel authentic at all it felt that, like a I'm movie saying that's is
1: not the, yeah
0: I'm sure it's very hard and 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 challenging to audition for Berkeley College of Music but like are they <laughs> not- really that big a dicks in the audition i mean these are educators who who presumably love what They do and love teaching people, and they're like that mega, and also in the love, uh,
2: love uh, students paying their tuition, so they're not that, gonna be that, like, oh, the, the pretext of that
1: scene just made no sense. So, like, oh, you're a half hour late, can you go right now?
2: It's
1: right. like, okay, and, and then and, and then
0: they, they like, ask they're her, not like, having no, the sheet music, and you have no interest, but they they brought up a good point about the movie, which was
1: yeah, she which I said, really
0: seem to have any interest in music. Like she sings on the boat, I sing on the boat. I sing, I sing by myself. I'm, but I'm not going to Berkeley College of Music. I'm That's stepping a over huge, the trombone huge cases. plot hole
1: in this movie. She, she does, joins she doesn't choir. Like it. She joins choir because the boy she likes joins choir, and then she's an hour and forty minutes later she's auditioning at Berkeley. This was completely unnecessary. Just have her be in choir. Have her be a good singer. Like why why right. ha, why ha, that be the case?
2: Right, and, look, and also the whole thing with him, with like making fun of the parents because they were having sex. Yeah, that was silly. like I I that would, there was no need for that. And like, that comes I back liked, to the cliché high
1: school relationship. Yeah, like it's yeah,
2: I would have liked to seen this movie with with none of those things. Like I I the, totally. I mean it, the. Their relationship, if it was just genuine, that would be fine. Like, I didn't need that moment where she's like, oh, I hate you. Because but is that relationship
1: of... even needed? I mean, you take that stuff out, and this is a pretty short movie,
2: which maybe well, I, lends to Chapin's yeah. point about, like, the or, or entire of it. Or maybe genuinely find, like common ground that has nothing to do with singing or deaf community or something like that, that would have been cool. I would have liked to see Because it's really about her, ultimately, right? Like, this movie is about her and her journey. So I would have liked to see her journey, like, provide us as an audience with a like if she wanted to date this person like maybe there's something different it's not about music it's not about that yeah and that's a really good point because you know i forgave this movie for saying
1: okay it's it's really about her and her family and those relationships and that stuff works for me but that is ultimately a pretty small part of the movie oh if only because if you take out the other stuff there's you have like a forty-five-minute movie because there's all this stuff about her in high school and you know dealing with whatever you know people are making fun of her and this relationship she has with the boy she likes and them going swimming at Halibut Point. Not allowed to swim in that quarry, by the way. Just want to point that out. It's a great place to hike, but can't swim there.
2: Um, uh, we also we also filmed Grown Ups too there. So did they swim there? Didn't isn't uh, yeah. that where really Again, yeah. they against the rules? her Grown- body
0: too. in. Didn't they dump a body in Mystic River in there?
2: You mean Gone Baby Gone? Oh, they might have, yeah. Oh, maybe Is gone. that, that where they shot that? Port. It might have been where they shot that. It's in Rockport.
1: Yeah, it's in Rockport. I don't know if that's where they yeah. shot that scene from Gone Baby I, Gone, but it might have been.
2: I, I don't know that, but I know that we shot Grown Ups 2 there. So. I love Halibut
1: Point. We go there a lot.
2: Anyway. Classic. What I'm getting at,
1: and again, this is... I don't want to like spend a whole bunch of time being prescriptive but I think it lends to Chapin's point a little bit and maybe it is good to break down some of the flaws in this movie that you know despite how well I think this movie accomplished the family dynamic it it was not very successful in accomplishing kind of the high school movie here right and seeing Ruby's journey as a coda in high school and, you know, being forced to go out fishing every morning and just, just that dynamic, I think, could have been handled much better. And if you spend a little bit more time on those characters, those, you know, the high school bullies and their reasonings and how she deals with that and her friendships and stuff and, like, you know, the, her, her the only, like, depth they give to her best friend is that she wants to hook up and then does with her brother, like.
2: That she hooks that's up not with her brother? I missed that scene. Oh yeah, a bunch of times. <laughs> so hot. It's not the
1: not not her, her friend does. Oh yeah. What?
2: <laughs> no, the way you said it, like hooked up Alright, well yeah. we'll let the listeners Ru- Ruby uh, and her brother hook up. <laughs> we'll let the listeners determine.
1: No, her friend hooks up with her with Ruby's brother. Yes. And that's all they kind of give to any character that she goes to high school with outside of the boyfriend and they don't give him much either and and I think you spend some more time there you iron that stuff out and and everything starts to to you know just be a, a little bit more elevated and maybe you're not just relying on the emotion of the end of this movie is that fair chapin is that what you would have liked if i had directed this movie that's what you would have had what Oh yeah, you weren't listening. Yeah, were what, what what you watching? Were you? What should, are you, you should, wa- oh, Chapin, we only have minutes. three listeners, and you're one of them. So if you're not listening, <laughs> nobody is. No, then it's tough. So, no, I just think to, just to criticize this movie a little bit, I I was forgiving of the problems, the high school problems, like all the cliches, all the forced storylines, you know the. The, the, whole, the
0: whole movie is cliched. I mean, let's be honest. I don't
1: know if the whole movie is. I think there were a lot of cliches in it, but I don't think it's. Yeah, I, d- I disagree are cliched.
2: with that, and I don't think the whole movie was cliched.
1: But I think you can spend more time and give more attention to some of the parts that they probably looked at as, uh, as less consequential, to what they were trying to do. But as a result, you end up with you know cliches and forced storylines and things that just don't entirely work and maybe impact the movie as a whole if you're really criticizing it but and I think those are fair criticisms
2: all right well there you go that's that's our review oh, I have yeah. a question Best movie of the yeah. year <clears throat> for you guys before Chapin gets into his spider-man Ooh, popular nerd Ooh,
1: I gotta go to spider-man um, dr. ock
2: probably not even a character anymore um
1: he is that's the whole point
2: what do you guys think of this year in general so far because i have been super disappointed and like Chapin in texas the other day he was like uh do you have your favorite film of the year and i was like oh god i hope not
1: well i've seen more movies than you guys so far
2: um, yeah yeah, you but last year like we talked like l like even talking about sound of metal, which is amazing like if if coda is the sound of metal of this year we're we're way off well, I will say
0: I think we haven't seen a lot of the a lot of the greats so far
1: I think that's true to i think we've seen a couple of what are supposed to be the greats, but I will say I'm with you in the fact that like Considering everything that got pushed to this year, it is falling well short of my Right, because a lot of
2: like, like last year was a it was a lot of movies that
1: there's we there have been some movies. So, like, I will when I'm kind of COVID, going through COVID this time killed. of year. When I'm going through this time of year, I'll write down like I'll, if I if I see a movie that I like, essentially, it gets written down on my fixie list. And then little by little, obviously, that gets narrowed down. So right now I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies listed. Now, looking at this, I'm like, well, that's not going to, that's not, I, or at least I, I hope that some of these are not going to be in my top ten. It's just essentially right. like the best so know far this you're year. Gonna, I don't
2: know if you're going to, I don't know if you're going to get that wish. But,
1: I mean, maybe not, but if... If these nine movies were all in my top ten, yes, would not be one of it. Would not be a year we'd be talking about a lot. But I like all these movies. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm seeing what what, the difference between a really disappointing
2: year. Let's just say okay. So for example, Coda is probably on your list right now. Yeah, yeah, which where would Sound of Metal have been on that list? Comparison. I mean it would be a we're we're comparing we're comparing death to death I guess
1: the (laughs) the movies are nothing alike (laughs) I guess more my my thing is that like the movies that I expected to be great are still good but they're not necessarily as great as I was hoping and that's what's been disappointing for me what's not happening is movies I'm expecting to be great are bad which is, is is a good thing. I think that they're it's, they're not total misses. Now, we still have in terms of movies, we all still have to see. Licorice Pizza is chief among them. Don't Tragedy, look up. Tragedy of Macbeth. Well, we've all seen. Oh yeah, Chapin still needs to see. Don't look up. Um, I mean, West Side Story is getting great reviews. You guys still haven't seen Spencer. Um, Drive my car. If we can get to see that, is supposed to be one of the best movies of the year um and then there's movies like the lost daughter the souvenir part two um so there's still there's still at at minimum a half a dozen movies that are supposed to be among the best of the year that we haven't seen now that's six of ten so that if those if all six of those made our top 10 suddenly this goes to i think a pretty good year
2: right let's hope so remember the year that uh uh, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men came out. Two thousand seven. Unbelievable.
0: And I think that was Michael Clayton year too, right? And some other, yeah, some other and great movies. Assassination of
2: year. Jesse James. But no, yeah. none of those compared to those two movies.
1: Let me see what else. That year is incredible.
2: I mean, just the fact that both of those came out the same year. Like they're on our top of all time lists. I know. Both both movies. And I know I'm the only one that, of the three of us, that would probably rank no country higher than there will Gone be Gone Baby Gone
1: was also that year. Oh,
2: my God. I American, love American
1: American Gangster was that year, which I love. Uh, boo. No, it's not. No, boo. It's not. Was it that year? Yeah. Sunshine. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, Chapin. There you go. Yeah, I'm Michael, not an American gangster
1: fan. Atonement. Knocked Up. So
0: there you this have it.
1: A, this was an incredible year. Eastern promises. Well,
2: well, speaking of best movies of the year, Chapin. Did you everyone's see Everyone's going everyone's going crazy about Spider-Man without yeah, spoiling uh, I, it.
0: I haven't seen it. Um, I didn't want to talk about it for that reason. It, 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 it made <laughs> you know, a huge
1: I think it's more interesting to talk about the, what he's gonna bring yeah. up.
0: <laughs> so Spider Man opened with two hundred and sixty million dollars. Now that's the best Spider Man opening of I think ever. It's the third biggest opening of all time, and we're in the middle of a resurgence of the pandemic, guys. So, so I mean, again, this year I just don't think we can. Lee and I discussed this, Jeremy, while you were gone. I don't think this this we can count. We can take many lessons from this box office year. But I don't know. Like our movies back, like what? What do we take away from this? Everything else that has come out has been getting like you know ten million uh, opening weekends. You know, like things are failing, failing, failing. But this movie seems to be doing extraordinarily well.
1: Well, can I tell you what it tells me? Please that Marvel needs to figure out a way to make sure they are making big movies.
0: And So that's not not that's continuing not to part a Marvel movie.
1: Well, it's Sony, right? Why Sony, do you say so it's not, it's Marvel. not
0: technically but not didn't, a
1: Marvel but movie didn't, because it's part of the Marvel universe. But didn't Marvel didn't Disney acquire Sony? No. They did not? No, it's a, it's a separate was some, property. But there was some setup There for the a rights deal. for Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: there was right? a deal um I think I think Marvel helped them make the Spider. See Jeremy, they met, uh, Jer- um, they helped them make. They had a deal where they could use the character in exchange for helping them make a movie or something like that. But but no, I don't. I don't think this is a this movie is. Because it says Marvel Disney. Studios. Well, let's look. Let's take a look. What is it called? Spider Man. No way home. No way home. I mean, this is all
1: kind of beside the point because it's a marvel crowd going to see this. Yeah. Yeah. So what I what what this tells me is that even though people seem to like them enough with Winter Soldier and the what was the one with uh the Olsen and Paul Bettany um with Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany the TV show on Disney Plus
0: WandaVision?
1: Um, WandaVision like enough of this, like this proves that the movie theater is where people want to go to see the Marvel storylines. And, you know, I don't know why black widow didn't do the same type of business as Spider-Man, but this proves to me that people want to see more of this series, more of these characters. And honestly, even if that means just start the whole goddamn thing over with over again,
0: (laughs) Give well, us another say, Avengers I, I movie. Create a new villain. Wanna, like, I'm not really that interested in in, in Marvel right now. I just want to know what this means for movies. I mean, I I just I just don't think you know. Leading up to this weekend, I don't think we are at a like. So West Side Story opened last week. It's gotten great reviews. It's Spielberg, well-known property. Ten million. Um, you know the the latest Pixar release is that's Encanto. Has what made, did, what you know,
2: did Don't Look Up make? Because it wasn't much, right? Well, it was no, also because limited, though.
0: And they're yeah, they're four walling it for Netflix, so it's it's not it doesn't really it's not the same it's not a fair comparison. But um, you know, so we've got like let's look at this week.
1: Um, I mean, this is insane what this movie made compared to everything.
0: It's yeah, it's crazy. And, and like we, you know, this so is these are
1: massive numbers before without a pandemic.
0: Yeah, absolutely, a- absolutely, and. I um,
1: cannot wrap my head around it.
0: And you've this got means Nightmare essentially Al- you know, every Alley theater in the country this...
1: was full. Yeah, that's what this means. Like that—that's insane, and and that's why I'm saying, like, are, is this the only type of movie that could do this?
0: I think I think that's a good. I think that's a great point. I think I think that's right. I mean, it's not you know like like Eternals. Maybe had had Eternals come out like you know. A year after um a year after uh the the last Avengers movie without a pandemic, I think it probably could have done pretty big numbers. But yeah, like this is a huge property. They did yeah. something really exciting with it. Um bring back you all know, the old villains is smart. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I think and, the difference between Spider Man and Eternals is like, people are so invested in the this, like, core Avengers storyline and those characters. Right. I, I think that's why Black Widow is maybe a more interesting comparison, that that didn't do well. And that wasn't handled particularly well in terms of how it was going to be released and how it was marketed and everything. And it was available on Disney Plus Premiere, so that probably impacted some some box office. But... But, like,
0: like, let's look at this for a second. I the guess expanded universe.
1: I don't think people need it expanded anymore. I think they just want to see more Spider-Man movies, more. If they made another Iron Man movie, for example, it would be huge. I think Iron Man died, so that doesn't... They can't, but they He could, did. You know, he but they can't. If they made another Iron Man, or if they made another just Avengers, or or I maybe they're afraid to try Hulk again, but... I just think it's this core Avengers... Character storylines that is going to drive people to is clearly going to drive people to movies. But now okay, I can't believe so, it drove them in this amount. I cannot believe it.
2: So what? Oh, I just don't care. Like, what do you? What do you say to <laughs> people like me who just have no? Well, they they're not. Interest.
1: They don't care. They don't care about you. Yeah, <laughs> they're, you, but they're but you, just laughing care, at me I mean, to the bank.
0: But you care that? Like, don't you care that? I mean, you care in terms of this discussion. Like, this is.
1: Yeah, the the box office is still making this much money.
2: Yeah, this is and no, but like as far as I'm like, I just oh my god, I'm. You know what I think about with this
1: is how understaffed all these movie theaters were for for this. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm nobody's ready for Scorsese
2: and and uh, what's his name? Um, Who was the other one that? Who was the other big director that was like, I can't. Those aren't movies. Oh,
1: recently. Dennis. Yeah.
2: Uh, Ridley uh, Scott. Ridley Scott. Dennis. Um, fuck. Dennis Leary. Did Dune. Yeah. yeah Den- Den- <laughs> Dennis Leary
0: savaged yeah. the Marvel movies yeah. in his latest <laughs> hour of stand up. <laughs>
1: but Jeremy, yeah. the thing is that like, I-, I don't love these movies either. And I, you know, I, maybe I'll catch Spider-Man when it's on Disney plus, but like,
0: I have no interest even watching it though. I know, but that's not. It's not going to be on Disney Plus. It's a Sony movie.
1: Well, whatever. It'll be on some streaming service. the The point is how important these movies are to theaters and movies moving forward.
0: It's true. I mean, this is yeah. This is a huge, a huge win for for theaters, and they need it. They need it.
1: And I wonder Um, if it's going to make. Hey, if it says
0: theaters, I'm I'm all aboard.
1: I wonder if it's going to collectively, you know, put send people back to the drawing board because we've been saying over and over again that, like, they need to explore being able to use both avenues. But then you launch a movie like this and it does this kind of business, Sony's going to look and say, do we? Disney's going to look and say, do we? Like, you know, even they're going to go back and say, should we have just should we have put Dune just in theaters? Like it's well, going that's, in, that's
0: I, interesting. I see. I don't, I don't think that's right. Cause that's what I was going to ask you. So now West side story Spielberg directed it's 20th century studio. So it's, so it's, it's Disney, right? So Disney could have, I mean, if they could have, you know, worked out the contracts with Spielberg, which I'm, I'm positive was what's keeping this in theaters release that on Disney plus in like a hybrid fashion, like they did with Dune or, um, you know, maybe just release it on Disney plus, like would that have been better for that kind of movie? I mean, unfortunately that's I mean, the discussion we're forced to have because, you know, you've got this Spider-Man, no way from home that just like shocked everybody. And this did this incredible business and everything else nightmare alley. I mean, house of Gucci is underperforming West side story. Um, you know, all these movies are, are not doing well. and, you know, like licorice pizzas in four theaters, and it had half, the, the it had, <laughs> you know, a quarter of the screen average as Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'm just, I don't I, so think I'm just people care it,
1: about those other movies you listed. Even with Spielberg. I don't think people care about West Side Story that much.
0: I think it... I, I, that, that might be right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if... If, if we're saying the buzz of a movie like Spider-Man is going to get people out of the house in, in a huge, huge way, keep movie theaters alive, you know, during this pandemic, which seems to be never ending. Are movies like that, like Nightmare Eye, like West Side Story, which are movies that are not particularly interesting to people, but are have big directors behind them. Are those movies better, better? I release in a format where people like us are can more easily see them. As we know, it's hard for us to get out. We all feel a little weird being in movie theaters, but we've continued to go. I mean, does this, does a movie like West side story do better on, on Disney plus? And we don't have to think about necessarily like views or screens or, yes, or how many as it, it was downloaded, but let's talk about just like sheer, um, buzz. You know, like, think, Dune had a lot of buzz, absolutely. and I think that's partially because and it I, was on that streaming service for a little and
1: that's bit. And yes, that's been my my point since the beginning, that there are certain movies that are better suited for streaming services, and Spielberg is so against streaming, I don't think only recently he's agreed to, like, make a deal with Netflix or one of these streaming services, but he's been very against it and wants his movies in theaters, and I get that, too. I heard an interview with Adam McKay about Don't Look Up, and... Part of his deal with Netflix was that he did want some theatrical distribution. And that's fair. I get it. They, they want their movies to be seen in that format. But they the most important part of that sentence is they want their movies to be seen. And they are more likely to be seen on streaming services, especially these days. But a movie like Spider-Man will clearly be seen in theaters. Will be seen wherever they put it. They could put it because in a I theater think, in a different country and it sounds like people would go see it. Yeah, I mean... I think what's
0: interesting about this is that you could you could be deciding whether you want to release your, your big movie with your big director in theaters or not with all the expense that we've talked about comes with that. And you look at Spider-Man No Way Home and you'd say, yeah, like, the box office is, is alive and well. But it's obviously not. It's like, look at everything else.
2: I mean, between the three of us, and I know the answer to this question like how sad would we be if the theater experience went away and keep in mind we went two years without ever going to a theater
0: look I would I would, de- I would definitely be sad I mean like I love going to the movies um but yes I mean you you have a point like like it hasn't been like oh it has never been in the last like six or eight months like oh I can't so glad we're back to this I mean i'm i'm glad I get to see the movie i'm excited to see like Pizza on 70 millimeter um you know like i i love that i love that but you know and and, and frankly like I'm kind of over watching movies at home yeah um, right so like for example dude's getting was
2: harder a, was a perfect um example of this it's like we could have watched that on HBO we all could have watched it but instead, we, like, Dune, we wanted you mean- to go to... That's what I said.
1: Oh, I didn't hear you say it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We wanted to go to the theater. And, and like, at some point, like, people like us are not going to s- s- make the survive. Well, like, there's not very many of us. <laughs> yeah. We, we decided, hey, I would like to go to the theater to see this movie because I know it's... Met for that it's better for that and we and we did it well that's why and we didn't have to and that's why i'm not sure that
1: the simultaneous release that warner brothers is doing is the best strategy where as opposed to something like picking which movies go to the theater and which ones don't because i think had dune gone to the theater and not hbo max a lot of the people that watched it on HBO Max would have definitely gone to see it in the theater. But a movie like West Side Story is the complete opposite. I bet that a lot more people would be watching that if it, they could watch well, it at honestly,
0: home. Yeah, it's a great. Especially, family movie. especially going into especially like this weekend. Holidays. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a great point. So yeah, the day in day thing, I like. I think it's but backward thinking in, from Spielberg's perspective. But
2: I mean, if you were. All right. So if you guys were filmmakers and you had this big movie like a west side story or a dune or whatever tenant uh, tenant yeah. yeah like what like what would I your get, thinking be
1: I get it from their perspective especially like nolan or no William. no I'm I'm like,
2: genuinely asking what would your perspective be not Christopher Nolan's perspective not anyone like your individual I, perspective I, be I,
0: I think it feels less special to just be the Netflix movie of the week. You know, like um, there are a couple of those movies that I think are competing. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but like, don't look up. I mean, it had, I think I like You could be a Netflix
2: movie of the week with Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: You could. I think they're going to be this
2: weekend starting. If I
0: was going to make that movie, if I was making a movie and I was releasing it that way, I would, I would like to have those first couple of weeks, uh, for a theatrical release, like sort of what, you know, licorice pizza, a movie like licorice pizza does, um, where you build an audience, you build buzz and then go to a wide release, something similar. You, you know, releasing it in as many theaters as you, you, you can, I mean, maybe you're selective about it, but like, let's just say in a, in a way that like, there's one movie theater close to you guys and one close to me that can that can play it right and so then then it feels special for a couple of weeks and and maybe people are talking about it and then it's going to come out on netflix and presumably do gangbusters business i mean i don't know but i i well, like that's that essentially
1: what don't look up is trying to do right? that, that's what i'm saying yeah
0: and i think um you know, it's, it, it, it feels special for a movie to play on a big screen, for people to go see it. And it's it's definitely the ideal way to make a movie, to, 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 to view a movie. Um, but, you know, like... It's just... It's just... I mean, it's a pandemic, right? Like, this is obviously affecting movies, right? Like, even, even if it... I mean, West Side Story is getting great reviews... And it's this popular product. I mean, I I, I'm not surprised that a musical is not doing well, but it's only made eighteen million dollars in two weeks. Like that's abysmal performance. And something is keeping the core audience. As somebody,
2: as somebody who gets paid based on this, like they are making more movies now than they ever have. I know, Jeremy, but
1: that movie is going to lose.
0: West Side Story is going to lose money. It's definitely going to lose money.
1: Like, what, take West Side Story out of the equation. Like, there's there's no reason that we should not be able to watch The Souvenir Part 2 right now at home on TV. Like Yeah, that's a good point. The, and, there, and the same with, like, a bunch of these other movies listed on here. And West Side Story is a bigger movie with a bigger director, so I get that there's a difference there, and Spielberg has a lot of power and doesn't want his movies streaming. Fine. But until everybody gets on a similar page with how or what direction this is all going that is not going to change post-pandemic. Just like, even though people can go back to movie theaters, once the streaming and early accesses and all that stuff has been introduced, people are going to continue to prefer that. So until everybody gets on the same page and they figure out how to, you know, Handle the financials of that appropriately and equally. Like it's it's just going to be this mess where like you don't know whether to put your movie in theaters or on a streaming service, and you can't figure out which one's going to make more money. And I think that's probably what's happening with some of these movies: is that they're like, well, oh, it is. It's West Side Story. That's a huge movie, and it's Spielberg. Like that should be in the theaters. People will make people will go see that, and it's clear that they won't. Whereas I think Na- Dune, now, right? But even I, put... I don't know are people post pandemic are people gonna see it in the theater i I just think well,
0: they're not they're not gonna see West Side story no that's what I mean I just on.
1: think people's interest level in going to the theaters depends more on the type of movie now than it ever has
0: but that that's what I'm saying is' like what, what I'm getting at is from from looking at these numbers it it appears to me that there is a certain set a certain so here's, here's the question I have for you guys. Is it the appeal of a movie like Spider-Man versus the lack of appeal of a movie like West Side Story that is responsible for the exceptional difference in numbers? Or is it a difference in audience? Like, to me, the people who go see movies on the opening weekend of Spider-Man are probably vastly numbered under... 35 and Mm -hmm. probably mostly people in their teens and 20s and west side story unfortunately skews a little bit older i mean it's an old property same with nightmare alley and those people aren't quite comfortable going to the the theaters i mean i I could be wrong i don't know but i think it's a combination of
1: both i think that i think the audience is a huge piece though i mean you have that demographic home from school with a you know a movie that they you know very likely they haven't been to the movie theater in a year and a half, and I think it all lined up. I don't I don't necessarily think the next whatever the next Spider Man is will do the kind of business that that did, because the circumstances are just like a moving target these days. Like we never know what's coming next. But the flip side is true too. That it's just the interest level among theater goers is higher for Spider-Man than it is for West Side Story. And I think that coincides with the demographic, but also, like, I think the people who are going to go see West Side Story will just assume wait, Like, like me, for, I, I used to I, always I also, go opening weekend of movies. I never go opening weekend of movies anymore, especially opening night. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie opening night.
2: I also wonder why everyone decided to go to Spider-Man. You know, like, uh, is it because they were off you know, uh, college classes ended. Like, like what? What it, was the yeah. reason?
1: I don't. I don't think we've scratched the surface of how much of an anomaly this box office taking. No, I mean, Japen, you said what? Two hundred something domestically. It's over. It's almost six hundred million worldwide.
0: No, it's seven. It's now um, it's seven. Seven fifty. Yeah. So it's it's. I think it's already outgrossed. Nearly outgrossed the first. Spider-Man already um, so this yeah this I mean, will it's do, incredible
1: this will do this could do more than a billion dollars before Christmas like yeah it's <laughs> like two days it away it probably will in yeah. a pandemic that is uh, insane yeah I can't believe the budget on this movie oh my god 260 million
0: wait where does it say that
1: it was on IMDb opening mm. weekend 268 million Now I can't find it. Uh,
0: That's not the budget.
1: No, I know. It said it the other day. Now it doesn't say it.
0: Anyway. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. Coda, guys. If it's on our top ten, you know this has been a bad year. I've been Chapin Hemingway, (laughs) joined by Softie Lee It's also a really good movie. It's not... And Jeremy Fisk is more on my side. And let's always remember the implicit bias of a movie being made in Boston. It benefits one of us quite significantly financially, and the other one has a soft spot for the you know, what, you know what?
1: They, you know what wasn't a problem in that movie is accents. Because they didn't bother with them. Because
2: no one could speak.
0: I made no money off of this. Right, but the continued production of films in the Massachusetts uh, especially on the North Shore. um go, go. Oh, yeah. I'm like, am sure the I'm, biggest sure, they're, I'm, I'm no, sure
2: they're. I'm the biggest person to go to on the North Shore at this point. So, well, I'm sure I mean, they're high this five movie, this big movies. Time got with a how small well budget, code is so doing I, on they,
0: Apple. They can't afford you.
2: No, I only do big movies.
1: I actually told Lydia yeah. that. She said, Did Jeremy work? Like, penis? so I was like, This movie's too like small for Jeremy.
0: H- Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Brilliant. Yep. Um, shut It Down, Fisk. You should have shut this one down. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Love you. Have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you before the new year. I'm staying.
1: I'm finishing my coffee.
2: Enjoying my coffee.